0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to You'll Probably Agree, in the beautiful Galway Bay in Chicago, Illinois. Uh, This is a podcast I actually wanted to do for a while. Uh, We've had David McGowan, the uh, owner of Ravenswood Media, out here. Um, And as you probably know, I've mentioned a lot of times, I know Dave gets annoyed with it, (laughs) that he's an Oscar nominee from 1992. And the sixty fourth right? right annual uh, annual Academy Awards, and uh, yeah, we're finally going to actually talk about that <laughs> and his Oscar nominated film, The Mark of the Maker, which I actually just saw yesterday, um, and it was I was I was surprised how good it was because you know I'm not usually into movies about you know like artists and what they do and blah, blah, handmade blah, 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 paper blah. yeah but but they, yeah, that's what I liked about it. It was actually <laughs> pretty relevant to today because we destroy so many trees and we destroy the environment. And as I was watching it, I'm like, this is very much David's style. He has that PBS-esque, and I mean that in the nicest way, sort of style where you examine things like the environment and you examine, you know, like the, 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 the extinction of bats through uh, white nose syndrome, for instance. And this was about how people are making paper, I think through cotton, right? And they bring it through. I mean I probably got something wrong. It was pretty late when I watched it and has Um but <laughs> but uh, no, I watched it I'm like, you know why don't they just make paper like that instead of destroying so many trees? So uh, I think you're digressing a little bit from maybe the... The intent of the movie, but oh, okay, um. whatever. I, I read it's like what Roger would say, uh, Roger Ebert. Uh, but it was what Roger Ebert would say at uh, Ebert Fest. Uh, he'd freeze a movie, say, Stop, look at that. Here's the thing in the movie. It's not really there, but I found it, you know. <laughs> but I don't know, that's what I got out of it. So, uh, how, how, how did you come into the process of making that film? Uh,
1: so um, uh, the the context of that time was that I uh, it was like in the '80s, and I was working on um, like industrial films, educational films as a grip, as a gaffer, as a camera assistant. Yeah, yeah. Lots of different. I've done those, yeah. <laughs> functions. Yeah. I was never a production assistant. Yeah.
0: That's that's the fun story. And I was never
1: an intern. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, I I I started working with a guy by the name of Dugan Rossellini. Oh yeah. A really good filmmaker. I start cutting the
2: film. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, David, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> he,
1: he gave me um, uh, he gave me a lesson in editing, and that was part of the thing. You know, I, I didn't know about. I came to filmmaking as like a journeyman. Like mm-hmm. I was just looking for a a job. Yeah. I, I just wanted a, not a career, I yeah. <laughs> I wanted a trade. And that's why I was working like as a grip and so forth. And um, when I worked for Dugan and the way he edited, uh, he's just a tremendous editor and mm-hmm. uh, I, I kind of, Fell in love then with mm. the mm. idea of filmmaking. Up until that point, it was like whoosh right over the top of my head. I yeah. I didn't get it. I worked on Blues Brothers, you know. I worked on feature really films. You didn't yeah. tell me that. What would you were a grip on? What that? Blues I was Brothers? a uh, electrician. Oh really? Yeah, at Joliet, the prison stuff, and then yeah. at, at Dixie Mall. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, and you know that kind of turned me off to. I, I, I didn't consider myself a filmmaker. I, I was a, a guy. You're a grunt. Yeah. I was a guy that yeah. got this job on, you know, uh, in movies. Yeah. And the celebrity stuff just never really, it just went right over my head. I'm, I'm not into that, really. Oh, then, but, then you're going to love this episode. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the, uh, the money was really good. Oh, the money's great, yeah. Buddy and uh, on driver. Blues Brothers, yeah. litter, I mean, at lunch yeah surf and turf steak wow and tuna yeah i just incredible but it, you know it was ridiculous it was standing 18 hours next to a light yeah, yeah you, you just know just kind of
0: stand there the whole day or but you know you make uh, a lot of hump and
1: cable Which you yeah. know that's a you know that's a legitimate job uh, but I, I felt kind of turned off to the whole um, mm-hmm. movie stuff yeah. by doing that. I, you know, but the feature film thing hadn't really happened in Chicago yet. That was, Blues Brothers was the first time since Mickey won mm-hmm. with Warren Beatty mm-hmm. 1962. Mm-hmm. No, uh, what's that? Medium Cool. Uh, the yeah, Haskell that, that Wexler was with movie. The, I think after the, that the movie. The late,
0: great, um, um, I'm blinking on his name. Haskell Wexler. Uh, not uh, him as well I was looking at the actor in it oh I can't remember his yeah name. yeah right well
1: I'll look it up while you still talk <laughs> yeah he's a cool guy but um
2: yeah he, but Chicago yeah, he's shut awesome.
1: down with feature films and uh so um the Blues brothers were the first one since yeah. you know in 20 years so there there wasn't uh you know there wasn't a lot of feature work to be had so I started working in industrials educational stuff yeah. like that yeah a point of purchase movies for sears uh business films that was the stuff that was available and then i met dugan and he was doing documentaries showed me about editing and uh boy he just cracked it open for me that's Mm. when i i really thought hey wow this is this is cool you know Mm -hmm. this editing business Mm -hmm. and uh i had known these paper makers uh through my brother and uh it just struck me like their story was was pretty cool Mm -hmm. that they um uh (laughs) am i going on too much no this is fantastic (laughs) this is fantastic Uh, please keep going anyhow uh they uh, it's kind of hippie-ish i mean if you can remember that time you're too young 60s no, uh early eighties. Okay. So yeah. the sixties yeah. the sixties counterculture, seventies counterculture is and then still you could, resonating. Yeah. And you, you know? still
0: and then you got the eighties, which was sort of like the big corporate sort of push where everyone's yeah, buying that. It started jeans to change, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. But but these guys weren't hippies. They were yeah. they were doing something hippie-ish. Well, yeah, But it, but it, they but they approached it in a really again a journeyman way yeah and uh wanted to make fine paper like an artist that's going to do a picture Mm -hmm. put their talent on it yeah it makes sense that they're going to want to do it on paper that that has this sort of aura about it that the person that made that paper put something of themselves into that paper that the artist can use. Yeah. It, it's in the movie, too. I think one of the, the, the guy that does watercolors, he yeah. goes, hey, look, this is what machine-made paper looks like. Yes, and it yes. looks like herringbone uh, 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 fabric. Yeah. And he says, this, this is van-made paper. And mm-hmm. it, the ink or the, the watercolor just spreads out over. Yeah, but the cool thing about these people is that um, they take something that's ubiquitous like paper? Yeah, I mean it's everywhere. You, you know, people use it, throw it away. You, know, you don't even think about it. Yeah, and they make it special.
2: hmm hmm
1: yeah. And it's something really Japanese or Zen about that, <laughs> you know, that that taking this thing that's uh, so quotidian and then making it into this this like quasi Art in itself, and uh, I thought they had a story to tell. Yeah. And because of the skills I had picked up from uh, Dugan and and from uh, you know all the different little jobs that I had done, yeah. I wanted to go out and show that I could make a movie. So I, I invested in it myself, and um, yeah, and uh, and they were they were mo- they were really good people. They put up yeah. with me for. It took a couple <laughs> years to film it. Really? Yeah, a little bit here, a little bit there. Yeah. Uh, one thing that happened, though, that was pretty traumatic was um, there was this goofy fucker that, uh, <laughs> that uh, he said uh, he, he was, he, I didn't know him. The papermakers knew him, but they they, they vouched for him. And I met him, and he a little flaky, but he said, Hey, I can raise the money. And uh, I was like, Great, that'd be, that'd be fantastic, you know, because I yeah. was young and I, I didn't really, you know, I trusted the guy. So he, uh, he made all these queries, and we actually got a grant from the Indiana Arts Council. Mm. I went out and I bought the film, and I got a letter in the mail. After I bought the film, I got a letter in the mail from him uh, with no return address and a letter inside saying, hey, Dave, uh, um, I'm, I'm going to uh, bow out of the project and um, uh, good luck with it. But um, here's everything I've done so far, all the places I've tried to contact. And uh, that, that grant from the Indiana Arts Council will cover my costs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he took the money. Wow. I wow. was like, what the? <laughs> and uh, so right away I called the arts council. I told them what was up. I called the papermakers. Everybody was flipping out. They tried yeah. to find the guy. He absconded out of Indiana. Wow. Nobody knew where he was. They finally, they, I, I heard that they got the FBI after him. Really? Yeah. And they found him in New York. And uh, I mean, they didn't handcuff him or put him in jail or anything, but they no. said, uh, you know, they threatened yeah. You owe know, this money. Yeah yeah, 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 I give it back. And uh, the yeah. Indian Arts Council came in and, and gave me the money again, you know, while yeah. they figured it out with that guy. But the, it just was a lesson to me about turning over responsibility. Yeah. Anytime there's money involved. Yeah. You know, the idea of somebody going out and raising money for you is so attractive. It's so wonderful. But <laughs> You better, you better be sure of that person uh, or, or have something that you can um, fall back on because uh, that just blindsided me. And no. That was the only grant we got and uh,
0: it was almost nothing to begin with. So, wow. And then how did you go from that to uh, finishing the film? Now, this uh, 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 to getting it nominated for an Academy Award. Well, let me yeah. let me go
1: into this a little bit more. Sure. So here it is. Paper making. Yeah. handmade paper making. It's a craft. Mm-hmm. A lot of hand, you know, you got to put the, you got to dip the wire, you know, you got to do yeah. all this stuff you got to do. And um, it's the same with filmmaking back then. 16 millimeter mm-hmm. documentary, you know, you're,
0: you're shooting I was on, about to say, like, if you were to make that movie today, you probably wouldn't need as much money because you could, you could do it on your phone. Yeah. And it would look. But know, here's <laughs> what's cool about this. Yeah. This is
1: kind of a lesson in, yeah. in some ways. So when we made films back then, yeah. there was all sorts of kind of challenging technical things. I mean, yeah. like to be an assistant cameraman, yeah. you got to know your stuff. You fuck up. That's it. You know, you've, yeah. you've exposed film or whatever. It's gone. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Don't And, do that. and it's a Don't lot of money. Don't yeah. <laughs> and uh, so little things like that that took a lot of skill. Yeah, You couldn't hire yahoos, you know? <laughs> now you can, and yeah, they have a lot of them. <laughs> right. Exactly. And the other thing was, is that
0: editing. Yeah.
1: You should see back then an editing room. It was so cool. You would love it I, because I, you you
0: played sixteen millimeter film. That was about. But that it. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: And that's that's not half of it. You'd yeah. walk into an editing room, and there are the what we called bins. You know, I I, yeah. I love it. The Final Cut Pro had that, that's what they called their, <laughs> digitals and yeah. bins because they were metal like trash cans yeah. with these little <laughs> hooks above them. Yeah. And uh, you would um, you would take little bits of film, and you'd you'd have to hang them up, and you'd have to keep track of every single frame. Yeah. Because if you miss something, when it went to a person called the conformer that yeah. chopped up the film, the negative to make it into um, yeah. A and B rolls that so they can make a print. All this stuff had to be done. The 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 care you had to have in. Knowing where your film was, or what frame of a piece of film out of 30,000 feet of film, one frame you've got to be able to account for. All that stuff made you like a good filmmaker. Mm -hmm. And when everything switched to digital, in some ways, I mean, for a person like me, like a filmmaker, all that craft. Of filmmaking, mm. the mm. stuff that you do with your hands yeah. and the stuff you have to make sure you know on the flatbed, all that, even though you didn't need it, you're carrying it with you into mm. the digital age. Mm-hmm. And what was cool was for me was um, at the end of like editing, you know, you'd have mm. it up on these flatbeds and you could only do two tracks at a time or three tracks at yeah. a time, and you have to keep jockeying them. But that worked in your favor because mm. the while you were doing that, you knew where everything was. Mm-hmm. By the time you were done, mm-hmm. just from the rigors of working on the, in that format, mm-hmm. forced you to know where everything was. Mm-hmm. And that helped you when you were like making sound effects. When you go to a thing, they used to call it a mix. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that? Of course. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. back in the yeah. day, in the 80s, you'd go to this... Sound house, yeah, and they'd have a bank of uh, 16 millimeter uh, dubbing machines where they're yeah. running your 16 millimeter mag stock with the sound on it. Yeah, all of these tracks, like 12, 16 tracks, you know. Yeah, and a guy would sit at a council with all these little like sliders and stuff, yeah. and you'd have it written down on these logs, handwritten and these logs had to be absolutely perfect so because when you go to that mix i remember it was 350 bucks an hour wow and these mixes would take eight 12 sometimes two days 16 hours you paid copious amounts of money Mm. the stress that you went into that room because you're shelling out your own money yeah to, and the the rigor that you had to do to get to that that mix room because yeah. you didn't want anything to slow you down like mm-hmm. you didn't have your logs right or or you know something wasn't spliced right yeah you know, all of that would cost you real money so um, to now have like Final Cut Pro or Premiere. And you can sit, and you can do...
0: You can, you can do it all yourself. You just you can move do it the little your... rubber bands,
1: yeah. And you're not doing it under like the stressful conditions of, yeah. of two, 350 bucks an hour. You can do it on a Tuesday, yeah. wait a couple of days, come back, look at it. Back in the day, they would mix that down to one track, all those yeah. tracks down to one track, and then make an optical. Mm an optical was that little it's a little black squiggly if you look at old films you'll see (laughs) it on one side a little black squiggly thing yeah that's an optical and then they marry that to your your negative and all that was uh, incredibly expensive same with the uh, color correction
2: Mm. when you turn
1: over your negative to the guy at the lab he would um you know, it's a guy, like, he's smoking a cigarette, you know, <laughs> he, like, doesn't give a shit. And you're trying to tell him, oh, here. Make it this...
0: more blue. Yeah, yeah. Hey,
1: yeah, make this more blue. Let's... And, you know, it's <laughs> he's going to, you know, sometimes you, you knew the good guys, but sometimes you wouldn't get a good guy. And, and Ooh, uh,
0: yeah.
1: you know, they'd make an answer print, and you'd have to pay. Yeah. You know, and if it wasn't good, then you get in this argument, like, I'm not paying. You got to do it again. You know, the blacks are purple. You know, you got to be black. Yeah. We're not, you know, yeah. Yeah. and so um, now I can go into color, I can, yeah. I got scopes, yep. I got everything at my fingertips. And it I, takes seconds yeah. sometimes, you know? But, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. However, the most beautiful thing is not yeah. the seconds it takes, yeah. it's the hours mm-hmm. that you get to process what yeah. you've done do it, take some time off, look yeah. at it the next day and mm-hmm. figure out, Hey, I need more yellow, you know? Yeah, that is miraculous. Yeah. And I don't regret leaving film for digital at all. Just, oh yeah. Just for that in itself.
0: There was a great soundbite. I heard from Sidney Lamette when, I think the movie was called before the devil knows you're dead. a fantastic film. Actually, I think it was his last film. And he was at some film festival, and he said, I think digital is, and this is on like the eve of like the digital renaissance, he said, I think digital is it, you know, like, I like film, you know, it feels great in your hands, but it's a pain in the ass, you know, (laughs) and, you know, with digital, everything is instantaneous, and you can have so much freedom that you know, it's incredible, and it's like I'd shoot anything on digital now, and then, of course, you know, he passed, and now everything is digital. Like, there are some movies f- still shot on film, but for, like, a film like 1917, for instance, there is no way in hell you'd be able to make that film on film. You know, they had this, um, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the camera, it was an Ari Alexa mini LF. The thing's incredibly lightweight. You know, uh, it's, it's about probably as lightweight as like a Canon C 300. And you could you, like, they, they were able to, you know, put the camera on a motorcycle, on a zip line, you know, yeah. all these things. Could you imagine trying to do that with a 35 millimeter camera? However, <laughs> here's, here's what yeah. I'd like to add
1: about all this. Yeah. Digital is great. Yeah. But the point I was trying to make is digital is great mm-hmm. because me, and you know yeah. Sydney Lumet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had we had that training yeah. in a in a format that absolutely demanded yeah. this rigid rigor, discipline mm-hmm. to you know, so many different aspects of it that required you to focus. Yeah. The thing I worry about is that somebody that's just coming up in digital, mm-hmm. they don't have that. And yeah. it gets diffused, mm-hmm. and they get... I mean, I'm sure there are young filmmakers that are, are, are making their own disciplines and their yeah. own ways yeah. of working. But, yeah. but that that is the Achilles heel of the digital age, yeah. is that it makes it so easy. Too many yahoos out there... Oh, yes. ...that uh, don't know what they're doing, and they're diluting the the pool of talent
2: <laughs> you know before when it was
1: 16 million or 35 millimeters yeah. film the yahoos got filtered out really
0: fast yeah now they don't yeah yeah that, you know and it's a great point you said i mean i've been on so many productions where you just have complete fucking idiots who are in charge of, of the camera department where you're like oh my God, and just it, because they got some money and they can buy the yeah, latest thing. Because their parents could buy him like a camera or something. I mean, I went to high school with a guy like that. Yeah, you know, and I, I remember like I, I kind of did like a uh, <laughs> well, they have this thing on Curb Your Enthusiast now, or Larry David made a coffee shop next to the other one just to show the guy, like, I can do the same thing. It's a spite shop, you call it. So I made, like, a spite film against the guy just because I could be like, oh, you can make a visual film? Well, I'll make a visual film with far less money than you have, and I'm going to put in the stupidest plot line ever, and it'll be better than your film, and it was. You know? <laughs> but uh, the thing is, I, I felt very... Fortunate with my filmmaking upbringing because I started as a 13 year old kid, like working at a cable access station. I was like the youngest intern they ever had there. And then I remember um, that I got in touch, or my mom got in touch with the Art Institute because I was looking for someone who could get me involved in m- making movies. And someone said, Well, here's this thing called film. It's way different than digital. And uh, try giving it a shot. I said, okay. So I learned how to use the 16 millimeter camera. I learned how you have to get the lighting right. I learned how like, yeah, never ever leave your film exposed to daylight like some Yahoo would, you know? And I learned how to splice it and it was painful and I hated it as a kid, you know? Because yeah, see, I, I, I video. Uh, be, being yeah. a
1: filmmaker yeah. was the last thing, as a teenager, yeah. as a kid, I, I yeah. never considered. Yeah. Being a filmmaker, it never crossed. Yeah, you know, it was never on the even the horizon. Yeah. And so uh, I just kind of fell into it, um, serendipitously. And um, yeah. yeah, I remember. Um, the first film I made was about the Indiana Dunes, hmm. and I, I had just, <laughs> I had just picked up the answer print, my first yeah. answer print at, it was it was a lab called Eagle Labs, it was on Elson Avenue, hmm. and uh, I uh, I was there and I was watching the movie. I couldn't believe that I made a movie. And I, like, uh, tears are in my eyes watching. Wow. It, the movie sucks. I mean, I've seen it, and now
0: it's like it's horrific. I, I think when we look at our first work, it's always <laughs> like that. But we learn from it, and that's <laughs> the beauty of it. But the funny thing I look like, back at him fondly now at my, my terrible work. I'm like, God, I can't believe. The funny
1: thing, though, <laughs> was is that after I, I got out of there feeling this euphoric feeling, yeah. I got into a street fight. What? Over 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 a traffic accident, right at Cicero. Someone hit your car or something? Yeah, Yeah. Cicero and Lawrence, (laughs) right in the middle of um, of rush hour. (laughs) We we had stopped traffic. The
0: cops showed up. I ended up going to jail. (laughs) What? You went? Why? Would you punch the guy yourself? Several times. (laughs) (laughs) And
1: uh, and uh, it was it's just so ironic because it was like. The very afternoon of my first film that I made, <laughs>
0: that I end up in jail. <laughs> wow, you wind up in jail because some guy hit your car, and then I'm gonna guess he started saying some stuff. You no, said he started it. Yeah, I'm gonna guess so. Yeah. You seem like a pretty calm, collected guy from the years I've known you. You know, I'm a little unusual, but <laughs> I mean, the first time I met you, you—oh, should I tell? Should I talk about the Deliverance thing or? <laughs> uh, no. I wouldn't go there. Okay. (laughs) But, yeah, he showed me a clip from Deliverance, and he's like, isn't that great? And I'm like, what the fuck? So so you're going to go there. Yeah. I mean, now that I brought it up, people are going to be like, what's the Deliverance thing? Did he rape you? Like, no. Take them panties off, too. Yeah. You were like saying that at a Christmas party once, and I'm just like,
2: Ugh, just stop! <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, when I got the call for the Academy
1: Award, that was cool.
0: Yeah, I, I was, how did that happen? Because I you was at my film. mother's
1: house and I was painting her ceiling. Huh. And uh, this is in Michigan. In Michigan City, yeah, Indiana. Yeah. But uh, when they call, I I really thought for like the first. Two minutes. This is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's pulling my leg. You know, I want to say this is that the the people that run the academy are really cool. Mm. It's like when I went out there for the, the awards and for the, yeah. they have a, a luncheon beforehand. And um, yeah. I was really impressed how they treated yeah. people like, like me that, you know, like. Yeah. We were nearly equal to the yeah. Warren Beatty's and Barbra Streisand's. Really? Yeah, it was really, really kind of surprising. I was, I was um, uh, very gratified that that they were like that. But um, yeah, the guy called. and I told my mom, and she was like, she didn't know where to put it. And she went out, like, shopping that day. She didn't know,
0: like, mentally, like, how to yeah. handle that. Like, right. she, she, she was probably thinking the same thing, like, did, did they really call you? What? Right. I'm going to go shopping.
1: <laughs> not, not even, like, yeah. she, and it, she came back that day, yeah. and, and she goes, you know, I was at Costco or something, or whatever <laughs> the store was at the time, in Michigan City, and, and, and when she got up to the cashier, she goes, hey, can I tell you something? And the cashier (laughs) goes, yeah, sure. She goes, my son was just nominated for an Academy Award. And the cashier's like, what? (laughs) She she goes, yeah, I I feel the same way. I don't know what to do with that. (laughs) And 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 that's the way it was for me, too. It's like I never thought of the, I never watched the Academy Awards. Uh, Academy Awards weren't part of my, my life or anything mm. I, I didn't yeah it wasn't like mm, yeah. I was like excited about it or yeah uh, so so it was really kind of a um, a white elephant you know I didn't know what to do with it mm. but um I'm trying to think um, yeah the luncheon was cool they was call this, you uh, out like maybe a month before the actual Academy Awards-hmm uh-huh. And it was a luncheon. And they say, this. we do this luncheon because then everybody's a winner, you know. Yeah. And uh, I sat at a table with Lawrence Kasdan and his wife. Oh, my God. Really? Yeah. And um, I sat next to the woman that did the uh, art direction for a Warren Beatty film. Was there Bugsy. A, was that at that time? Yeah,
0: it was Bugsy. Yeah, yeah. and she
1: won. But yeah, I was sitting next did. to her yeah. and she was like, um, you know, we're just kind of... Yeah. Like um going on about like, wow, can you believe this has happened? Yeah. While Lawrence oh, Kazan yeah. and his wife were like having some sort of argument and they, they looked like they were mad that they were sitting at our table. <laughs> really? I don't I don't yeah, Born I don't know. Warren Beatty was
0: being a diva.
1: <laughs> I I don't know. I, he was at a different table. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, he wasn't there. Was, but, but that yeah. that's the academy for you. Yeah. Is that they try to mix it up so like an art director and a short film doc guy yeah. are sitting with a you know a celebrity director like Lawrence yeah. Kasdan. Yeah, You could be sitting with yeah. Lawrence Kasdan or Warren. And, and then somebody or... was sitting. You know, so, you know, our Hungarian uh, animators are sitting
0: with Warren Beatty. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd love to assume that. But um, <laughs> does the yeah what what movie one animated uh, was that animated short that you're talking about? Because I have the list. I actually watched the entire show or like yeah as I many know. segments I, I have no from the idea. show as they uploaded on YouTube. The only one yeah. I
1: remember that was a movie that was there that was the same time was um JFK. Yeah, and I remember that because um, oh, is this
0: the Oliver Stone thing you told me about? Right. Yeah. Should I say it? Or? Yeah, go oh, ahead. Okay. okay. I, I met him at, at Eberfest. He seemed like a great guy. I'm sure he Which is. I, I was, mean, I, I, was surprised, I like this is but,
2: but this go is ahead.
1: not anything bad.
0: Yeah. But uh,
1: you know, when not that I ever expected Yo. I as a matter of fact, in yeah. hindsight, it's probably better that I, I didn't win because I would have stood up there like like Ralph Cramden, you know, Hama Hama Hama. I wouldn't have yeah. known what. to uh, I mean that's fine. Yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't have known what to say. I mean, girl it would have who been. Won. It would have been great to yeah. win, but you know, but but even with that, yeah. when you don't win, you uh, you know you're pissed off. You're like fuck, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and I, I I was like I'm sitting there, and I'm getting more and more teed off. And, uh, Did I, you
0: sit throughout the whole rest of the show?
1: Well, no. I had to get up, and I walked out. And you I went, pulled an Eddie Murphy? If I anybody
0: went, doesn't know, Eddie Murphy, when he lost to Alan Alda when he was nominated for Dreamgirls, which is why I think he didn't get nominated for Dolomite Is My Name, like immediately when they called Alan Alda and Alan Alda got his award, Eddie Murphy left the show. He just stormed out. Yeah. <laughs> And he made some excuse, like, I had to see my kids or something. But yeah, right, shit, right. You know? I,
1: I can relate. You don't yeah. know what it's like, man. You
0: feel like yeah. it's the ultimate rejection. You feel like I get a real kick in the ass.
1: And so I go out in the hall, and I'm like, fuck, you know, I got it.
0: Was this right after you lost, like, or after a documentary short subject that you lost? Kind of,
1: kind of. And uh, I'm out in the hallway. Yeah. <laughs> and they're down the hallway. There's this empty hallway. Nobody else is out there. Mm. I hear this ranting profanity laced ranting can
0: you give me some quotes Uh, no i
1: can't i mean it's a long time ago it's coming up on fucking 30 years yes
0: uh we should say this was 1992 yeah the 64th annual academy awards yeah
1: and um he uh (laughs) i looked down the hall and i recognized him it's it's oliver stone and he had like one of these combat Cell phones. <laughs> you know, when they called it <laughs> a cell phone back then. It was yeah. like a foot long. Yeah, the you know? Wall Street phone. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> it's got this big antenna. Yeah, you know? and uh, and uh, he's on there and he's like screaming into it because he didn't win. What did win?
0: Um, um, oh, for best director. No, oh, no, best, gi- best picture. Was, yeah. Oh, that was uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, Jonathan okay. Demi. Okay. One director and then one picture. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But. It, He was so pissed off, and he was ranting so bad. It completely cured me of my my rant. It was like when two-year-olds, like one two-year-old's having a tantrum, he sees another two-year-old having a worse tantrum.
0: (laughs) He suddenly gets quiet and just, like, looks at him like, chill, dude. That's exactly (laughs) how it's, like, in my family's house when I go visit them. I'll get mad about something, but then my dad will get mad about something, (laughs) and then I pretend to act like the adult, although, like, I'd probably act the same way, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so he was, so he was like on the phone with probably his agent knows? or who, something. Who, yeah. Who knows? I went back in and enjoyed the rest. I of Why was he freaking out? He already had two Oscars. Oh, I he th- did. I think so. He had one for *Platoon* and then one for *Born on the Fourth of July*.
1: You know, there's a connection with *Born on the Fourth of July* in my nomination. Oh yes, yes,
0: yes. Should we get into that, or should we talk
1: about that? A little sure. Bit? I mean, I, I mean, a little bit. I, I'd like yeah. to mention her.
0: Yeah, let's because let's, uh, <clears> talk <throat> about that. For, well, you don't want because like oh, I was your pace. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Like I was saying, like after that thing that's called the mix. Yeah. Back in when you do 16 millimeter documentaries, film documentaries. Yeah. The mix, the audio mix. Yeah. Is like the last thing you do. Yeah. And. Um, we had done the audio mix, the, me and the crew, the people, yeah. the, you know, the post-production crew, and we went out to Pops for Champagne. And I'm, you know, notoriously cheap, but uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I knew from watching the, um, the film yeah. at the audio mix, I know that we had done, you know, whether it was recognized by anybody else, <laughs> I know that we had done something... Yeah. remarkable. Like, mm. that was a good film. I knew it from the mix. Mark and of the so, Maker, you mean? Yeah. yeah. And so when we went out to celebrate, it was before anybody would seen it or whatever, mm-hmm. but we all knew that we had accomplished something. Yeah. And... Um, I didn't think of festivals. I didn't think of fame or, or even all the reason i'm bringing up the story is is that it's one of those things where it stops there in in some way as a filmmaker the creative process mm-hmm. it stops at the mix mm-hmm. that you look and you go we did it yeah and whether it got any awards we didn't even think about that we were just this this sigh this relief that we had accomplished something and uh, So I I wasn't thinking about anything else at that point festivals or whatever Uh, And it was Loretta Smith a really talented filmmaker Really talented she was editing a film at our our place uh, on our flatbeds and um, she told me she she watched the um, rough cut and she She is, she's still working on it, but she made an incredible Ron Kovic documentary. I I, mm. I saw it. I saw it back in the yeah. 80s. The first 20 minutes of it
0: was just stellar. And Ron Kovic, for anyone who doesn't know, is... Born... Yeah, that's the main character that Tom Cruise played in Born on the Fourth of July. And she's a really good
1: filmmaker. But uh, she just said to me, it was like October. It was like early October, she says... Cause she was plugged into this stuff back then. She goes, "Yeah, you have got to send that into the um, for the Academy Awards." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Come on, Loretta, that's ridiculous." Yeah. And she just kept pestering me. And it was like one week before mm-hmm. the deadline, and because uh, it was expensive. I mean, the entry fee was like fifty bucks. I mean, that wasn't so bad. But you had to give them a imagine print. what it is now. You had to mm-hmm. give them a print. Yeah. And a pr- prints back then for a th- thirty-minute film that was like three hundred fifty bucks. Yeah, and you had to give them a print fifty bucks, and uh, like one week before. And once I did it, I completely forgot about it. Yeah, complete. I wasn't like checking, and when when they made the, I didn't even know when the announcements. That you just phone figured that's not gonna happen, right? That yeah. phone call at my mother's house was completely out of the blue that's why i thought wow. at first it was like a, a joke yeah
0: hmm. wow incredible so then uh you what what was that like when you arrived at the academy awards like what, what was that like am, is this am i in the twilight zone right now or what it was weird <laughs> yeah. i just completely bizarre yeah
1: that luncheon was cool because everybody yeah. was cool I met some other filmmakers, you know. There was no um, sort
0: of elitist attitude. No,
1: nothing. I met Gregory Peck's grandson, who was like (laughs) a veteran, and he was a filmmaker, and uh, he was working on something. And I remember when he came up to me, we were at a party, and he goes, hey, I, I saw your film, really good job. And I was looking at him like, God, this guy is, I mean, I was like this guy's really handsome. I mean, I wasn't. Yeah. I'm not gay, but I was like I was I knew well, <laughs> moment. Yeah. I noticed that he was a really handsome yeah. guy. And and something about him like like looked familiar. Like I felt like yeah. I should know him or something. Mm-hmm. And uh it was like halfway through the conversation that I I asked what's your name? He goes, "Oh, you know, Gregory Pike Jr. or something." I was like, "No, you really?" He goes, "Yeah." But he was a great guy. Yeah. He's, he's a filmmaker, so it was yeah. cool. Um, but um, what you're asking? But but the actual Oscars. Mm. So I, I'm with my wife at the time, and um, we uh, they put us up in this luscious hotel, mm. and they uh, they're, uh they are they're treating you like you're the grand marshal of the St. Patrick's Day parade in Boston <laughs> that that's everybody you run into in Los Angeles whether it's a bus boy or a taxi driver or or some uh, or a famous person yeah. they cannot believe and if you aren't in that if you're not in that context you know, if you're yeah. a Hoosier, you know, yeah. <laughs> you or
0: a groupie or something, And yeah, yeah. you
1: go out there with this thing yeah. that they all covet so much yeah. and you've got it and you don't understand its value. It's it's odd.
0: <laughs> it's like the Ark of the Covenant <laughs> that you're
1: oh yeah, it's walking just, around. It's out the, the completely detached yeah. contexts of each of your experiences. People in Los Angeles... They revere the Oscar yeah. people out of Indiana <laughs> like, yeah, sure. It's like yeah. it's, <laughs> it's like yeah. giving a giraffe
0: yeah. to a farmer.
1: <laughs> you know? yeah. He's like, whoa, that's that's a big one. <laughs> what do I do?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Where do you harness it? You, you have no idea, you know. Yeah. So um so that's that that detachment is, is kind of weird while you're there. And then They insist, the hotel is like literally two blocks from the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion. Yeah. But they insist that you get into a limo and they're going to drive you there. (laughs) All right. We got into the limo. It took nearly an hour (laughs) to get.
0: Just because of all the people on the street. All the people
1: and all the other limos. Yeah. And then when you open the door and you're getting out, there are paparazzi taking your picture and the, like they got this wild look in your eye <laughs> and, you're, and they're moving around you and stuff. And I'm like, what is this? Oh my God. I mean, it's dangerous. Yeah. I could see like if you did that too much. Yeah. It's no wonder a lot of people are fucked up in Hollywood. If yeah. you do that on a daily basis, it'd be like, no matter how good your self-esteem is, yeah. if you paid like ten people, yeah, that every time they saw you, they'd go into a throw-up reaction. No matter yeah. what your esteem is, after a while, it would start to, <laughs> you'd start to have self-disgust. You know, and it's the same with this. If every time you go out and get out of a car they they act like that you are in serious jeopardy of very bad mental health conditions mm. <laughs> and then walking down the red carpet yeah that we we walked the red carpet and people yeah. were like people that had been up all night I mean, they weren't there for me, of course. Yeah. But because I was walking on the red carpet, they're like reaching
0: out. It's like it's like Jesus and is walking I, there, yeah.
1: And I'm like a short documentary guy that's never coming back. Yeah. <laughs> they still, they, they want to touch your hand.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not making fun of them. I'm, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. No, no.
1: I'm saying this is a weird
0: it's like being in another world it sounds it is yeah
1: it's it's just a weird phenomenon that yeah. would do serious damage to your psyche if you were doing this on a more than once in a lifetime <laughs> like basis. if you were
0: Jack Nicholson you could see why you'd, he'd walk around with shades and yeah kind of act a little <laughs> yeah a little
1: odd yeah right uh, yeah. People that are able to handle it, I, I guess people that, are, you know, if their parents were famous or something. That yeah, like they grew up with it, and yeah. they're
0: yeah. But like people who didn't, like there's enormous culture shock in a way. Yeah. yeah. One thing was cool, uh, not yeah. cool, but it was yeah. a
1: notable story. Was that um, so? We sit in our seats, and I had a tuxedo. I went out and bought a tuxedo. Yeah. Oh, I yeah.
0: thought they give you one. You had to buy it.
1: Oh no! I buy it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I don't know if they give you. Them. I, I bought mine, <laughs> but um, I wore it maybe yeah. two more times. Yeah, but yeah. um, you still have it? I do. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, and the cufflinks and all that. Yeah. But um, I uh, so we get our seats and we're sitting in our seats, and uh, about you know a quarter of the way in, uh, the show, I j- I got to take a piss and I. Oh no! Yeah. So I. I How
0: do, where are the bathrooms there? I always wonder. Well, now it's at the it's Kodak do- Theater. Yeah, it's the Dolby do- Theater. I should say. Yeah. 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 And uh, I, I can't
1: say, but I, I yeah. had to get up, and you know I'm fidgety too. I'm nervous and all that, so I get up to go. Um, uh, we both get up and we go yeah. out to, um, you know, powder nose or whatever, and uh, we, we come back, and we stop at the entrance way and we. We see, damn, somebody taking our seats. Who, who took our seats?
0: You know? And we're like. You mean you went to go take a piss and someone took your seat?
1: Yeah. And we're like, we're kind of indignant.
2: And
0: okay, was, who was it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like,
1: what the fuck is this, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and so <laughs> I get, I don't, I'm like, all oh, right, I'm not going to make a scene. I mean, yeah. there's cameras and stuff like that. I'm not going to go down there. Yeah, get out of my seat, you know? Yeah. I, I was like, um, I go to an usher. Yeah, I do it the right way. I go to an usher, and uh, I say, "Hey, look, I'm, I'm not here to make trouble, but you know, we got tickets." And I show him the tickets, and I said, yes. "We go. We left our seats, It's these two clowns come in. and The usher starts. He starts to laugh. He goes, "Can you come here with me? I want to show you something." Then I go, "Okay," and we we follow him, and we go around the corner. There's this line of people, a line of people with tuxedos. Yeah, And he says, these are our seat-sitters. Anytime anybody leaves their seat, we send people in right away to sit in the seat temporarily so it doesn't ever look like it's empty
0: Oh, so for I, the broadcast. Yeah. They want to yeah, make it but, look you like know, I didn't know. I yeah. was like,
1: God damn, somebody took my seat. I mean, yeah. he, who would think that somebody the low life would do that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> who would be able to just fucking... Right
1: but it wasn't it was like it's something that they do
0: wow that's probably why some people stay up all night so they could be a seat sitter. <laughs> yeah it was all young come on, people. come on yeah. come on bd go on, take a piss right yeah <laughs> so what's that i always wondered how big it is when you're in there does it look bigger on camera oh, it's huge oh it is as big as it, it looks. it is yeah there's a lot of people it's
1: intimidating the stage as big as it looks like. The here? only thing I remember from the yeah. show, I remember Jack Palance.
0: One arm push-ups. Push-up. Were you, yeah. How close were you to the stage from where you were About sitting? About halfway. Really? Yeah. Wow. I could. could, could I, I don't know if I, I tried to catch you on camera during the yeah. uh, documentary short subject. Yeah. I couldn't, I don't know if I could see you or not, unless you were at the end of the aisle and you were the guy who stood up when. Uh, I did. That was you? That was me. Okay, well, there's the thumbnail for the episode. I had it, <laughs> You were the guy at the end of the aisle, like, when she was walking through and you stood up for yeah. her. Probably wanted to trip her. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, the movie that did win, uh, documentary short, sub- short subject, <laughs> the, the nominees were... Uh, bird nesters of thailand sounds like something you'd make Uh, aka shadow hunters (laughs) we're 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 that bird nester guy i remember he
1: was kind of a dick oh really fuck him then fuck
0: eric valley and frenchman yeah yeah is that him yeah or was it elaine Mahani? no there is eric fuck him all right (laughs) who else was it uh a little vicious Amy Humes. Oh yeah, yeah, she was a nice woman. She was oh, out in New yeah. York,
1: yeah. yeah. She was kind of plugged in with the New York uh, indie scene. She knew Kevin Bacon. Oh. I, think, I think he did the uh, narration.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. As a matter of fact, you could, just, you could just look at this if you'd like. And then we got Memorial Letters from American Soldiers. Uh, that was a controversy because yeah. um,
1: he uh, did an hour long and everybody thought he should what? have won an hour long the year before.'t yeah, I thought that was. And then he did a shorter version and then resubmitted it
2: because oh. uh, a lot of people said, "Hey,
1: you got a good chance. try it again." Yeah, it, it wasn't even close. because they- hey, uh, one thing that one thing that was in my favor, yeah, going into it, out of the like five major newspapers. Uh, in Los Angeles at the time, uh, Los Angeles and maybe some other uh, yeah. like nearby um, industry people yeah. predicted that I would win. Really? Yeah, I got four I out of. I wonder why five. you got mad. Yeah. No, it would happen anyhow. Yeah. Uh, they predicted you, know, you her would fi- win. Her, fi- yeah, they did. Because the one thing about her film that was uh, controversial. Now, was she okay? Was Deborah? Uh, oh, she's a nice off? woman. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, very nice good. woman. Yeah, oh, very nice woman. Yeah, but nice. Uh, one of the controversies was her, and this is because things are changing. Yeah. Was that uh, she shot on video? Yeah. And then transferred to sixteen millimeter. Oh, really? Yeah. So some yeah. people felt like, eh, come on. Yeah. But you know, if it's good, it's good, right? If it's good. It's good. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, and the her the movie that won was I'm gonna belch, excuse me, <laughs> uh, Deadly Deception general electric nuclear weapons and she just died like maybe two years ago
1: what yeah she was like my age oh that's terrible uh i think it was breast
0: cancer yeah it it really is sad yeah yeah that's that's too bad because she she had uh she i could see in a way why she would win because it kind of felt fell into the realm of zeitgeist maybe well it's like harlan county you know yeah uh it's like um People are dying, it was very
1: passionate, very, you know.
0: Yeah, and it's about General Electric basically making nuclear weapons. And she made, like, this whole anti-general yeah. uh, electric The workers scheme. were getting cancer. They weren't. Oh, That's wow. what the the, uh, the point of it was, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I could see, and she said, like, on stage, like, down with a General Electric or mm-hmm. boycott General Electric or something like that. Um, but I don't know, what's that feeling like? when your subject finally comes up when spike lee and john singleton uh is it singletary or singleton i believe (laughs) singleton Singleton. yes uh just passed away i think last year oh Um, he did yeah he directed boys of the hood and he was like the youngest nominee to be directed for best director whoa and one of the few black nominees yeah to be nominated you know and that was in 1992 You know, think about that. And yeah, it was him and Spike Lee who came up and introduced you. What was that like? before you were nominated and then when you got there because even before i'm gonna guess like you're you're like it's a it's like a dream it's like you're in a dream you're just looking around like because that's what i imagine i just imagine i couldn't even look at the stage time
1: is going so fast while your mind is just processing right it's not keeping up so like to say can you can you
0: remember when spike lee i can't yeah it was just a blur yeah. It was like uh, d- d- there was this great bit from Robin Williams, who was actually nominated for Best Director, that, uh, not I'm sorry, Best Actor that year. Um, I can't remember the name of the film, but he he was. But I remember there was uh, um, uh No, uh, it was it was something else. Um, I kn- I know somebody will correct me on it immediately, hmm. but um, essentially. What happened was, oh. uh, he, he had this whole thing he was talking about inside the actor studio where he said, You know, they announce your name and everything goes in slow motion. And then you get up on the stage and then you know, you're just trying to say everything, and it's And the whole time your brain's saying, What? <laughs> you asshole! You forgot to thank your mother! <laughs> And it's like I always thought that defined probably what people felt right was there. You know, everything's like just. But your is there, there was nowhere a slow motion moment, right? It was just all. Yeah. I can't really remember it all. Yeah. But man, that, that, so so you don't remember what it felt like when Lee and Siegel, but yeah, I just remember watching that. I'm like, God, I couldn't imagine, you know. And then you have to get up and stand up for the winner, she walks right past you on camera, like. And you're just thinking, like, people are, uh, yeah. Fuck, yeah. But I don't mean to bring up traumatic memories. <laughs> I don't want to bring, well. No, you know, having the nomination. Yeah. So it is an honor being nominated then. It is.
1: Yeah. And, uh, but don't tell somebody that after they've, you know, that evening. Don't say that to them that evening. Don't say what? It's a. It's an Is honor just to be nominated. Oh, really? They'll they'll probably strangle you. Yeah. Why? <laughs> you you got to give it some time. You tell them a week later that, "Oh, it's it's really
0: an honor to be nominated." Oh, you mean uh like to your friends or to No, the people no, at the like event?
1: somebody to, to, for somebody to say to somebody that just was nominated yeah. and didn't get the Oscar that night. Oh, to say I to see. them, "Oh, it's it's such an honor just to be nominated because they're probably pissed off. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> no, don't yeah. do it.
1: Um, yeah, but the, the good thing is, is that because I, I can't say that the Oscar made any difference in yeah in, in my career in your
0: life or anything. It just no, it happens. i in no
1: them. overt way. Yeah, like somebody says, oh, that guy was nominated for an Oscar. Let's give him a job. You know, no.
0: Really? Uh, no,
1: especially in Chicago, they they just don't know what to do with it. You know, it's like, oh,
0: cool, yeah. In LA though, must carry. It might. Because that's but the way still, you describe it. But still, you'd have it, to be you know?
1: out there. You'd have to be in that environment first, you know. And so, in in that sense, no, it's not not a real thing. But on on another level, though, yeah. as you go through life, yeah. Um, that you have it, there's a certain comfort that you have going forward. That, uh, that you are a good filmmaker.
2: Yeah,
0: people recognize your work.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that they, you can't take that away from yourself. You yeah, know, you, everybody is. You know, you, you denigrate your own stuff. Yeah, you, you yeah. fucked up or whatever. And and it, that has been ameliorated or tempered in some way with me because yeah. some part of my brain says, dude, you, you were nominated for an Academy Award. <laughs> you yeah. know? So in that
0: sense, it's it's helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did so I always did wonder after you walked out into the hallway and you saw Oliver Stone losing his shit, you know, right after you lost. Like, did you did you go back and watch the rest of the show? Yeah. Oh, OK. So, so if you knew how to get... How do you get the seat filler out of there, though? Oh, like, as soon you as you show up, they, they leap. Oh, okay, they yeah. Go, oh. Get the fuck out of my seat.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, you
1: don't have to do anything. You just have to stand there and they, they know.
2: Yeah. I yeah. wish
0: I had kept a ticket. I'm sure I had a ticket, but... You know. well, if you ever do, uh, feel free. We'll put it on our Instagram page. Oh, yeah, yeah. right. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's how you get in. That's that. how you prove that. Well, they ask you your name, I'm guessing, like you're going to a nightclub to get
1: in you come out of a limo and walk
0: around oh yeah we, we yeah, yeah. There, there's which i couldn't imagine the visual that like like you oh see that, it that the woman window. from um terminator linda hamilton yeah she was there
1: and what's linda hamilton like why well, i, I, I do i don't know linda <laughs> hamilton but yeah. i remember the weirdness because she was in front of me and she stopped and she's wearing a you know, a pretty slinky dress. She's got a hot body, and okay. she was, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, she yeah, was okay. um, she was like flexing her muscles and and making poses that they're taking pictures of her. And I just remember at that point, like thinking, "Wow, this is really odd." I mean, yeah. I mean, that's that's her job. She's got to do that. That's what's yeah. required.
0: But I was like thinking to myself, like, "That's peculiar." <laughs> She's still doing Terminator movies. Yeah. Like, well, she just did one recently and they killed the franchise. But, uh, yeah. Can you imagine that? Since that. And the Terminator 2 won like five Oscars that day. Terminator 2? Yeah. It won for, like, sound editing, sound mixing, Uh, which I don't know why they split that up because they always just give it to the same department. Just put it, just make it one Oscar for both departments, you know? And then it won for visual effects. It, uh,. God damn it! What the hell else did it win for? But it won for I think a couple others as well. And I was like, "Wow!" I didn't know Terminator Two was such. And people would like lose their shit whenever they nom like. Does, um, does Cuckoo's 2. Nest still hold the um, record for the amount of Academy Awards? I don't know. I know Lord of the Rings won like fucking thirteen. I think. Return of I the think King. Cuckoo's Nest did too. Really? Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, that might be. I'm mean, a Cuckoo's Nest. I always wanted to do a podcast about mental health, and I want to do it with this girl who does a podcast about it. And I uh, cuckoo's nest, I think, is one of the most beautiful movies. Yeah, I concur, man.
1: And a great uh, score.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Really good. Uh, Jack Nietzsche Uh, was the uh, composer. uh,
0: Yeah. Just, oh, God, I could go on forever about it. Yeah, that was a that. great I, I watched film. that movie. I cry every time. I saw it at yeah. the Esquire
1: on uh, Oak Street uh, Yeah. in 1974? Yeah.
0: 75? Yeah. 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 Amazing. So do you remember anything else from that? nighters I was just kind of blurry, like, after the show? Like, do you remember them? Because I don't mean to press. It's just, you know, it's such an unusual experience that, yeah no it was pretty
1: much it was done yeah.
0: yeah after your category it's like that was it well now i gotta sit here <laughs> but it goes pretty fast no
1: and then you, we we uh had dinner uh yeah they have a dinner uh, like a just an incredible dinner yeah it, i remember uh, the thing i remember <laughs> nick nolte was so goddamn drunk big surprise and uh <laughs> it was like maybe he never Four? spoke in that whole show. And it maybe kept it cutting was five, to him, but he never spoke. It I like, was I five I, or six yeah. in the evening, yeah, and he was already three sheets to the wind, man. He was... He was he was, just slurring? No, nah, he was like sitting, like slumped. I, I wasn't <laughs> at his table. Yeah. Uh, this is where it was different, yeah. was at the dinner. The celebrities are up on a raised area, you know. Oh, really? About three feet. And away from everyone else like yeah.
0: go away peasants. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, not not quite like yeah. that. I mean, we're still there, but yeah. I sat at the table with um the lady that did uh Rocky um the squirrel's voice. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't remember. Rocky Bowinkle? Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Uh, okay. Yeah. But she said to me that and she goes, wow, it's still an honor to be." And I was like, "Rocky, <laughs> knock it off." Yeah.
0: I'll take away all your nuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> so he so Nolte was just so drunk. Yeah, and really good wine, man. Oh, I could good have. Good man- wine. You a steak. white wine guy or a red wine guy? Red. Oh, I'm a I'm a white wine guy. I like yeah. I, I'm a pussy. I like I like I like it Thick nice and sweet. Steak, yeah. I, you know, prime rib. Oh yeah. yeah. You get yours rare? <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's how I like it, nice and bloody.
1: It was good. Mm, yeah. But I was still kind of pissed off.
0: Oh, we should have just enjoyed the night and told everyone it's not gonna be dominated. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but <laughs> having but uh, having said that, what was it like after the event? After you know everything wound down, come back home. You know, is like there were two kinds you know? of people? Yeah,
1: two kinds generally. Yeah, there are the people that. I'd say, hey, I was nominated for an Award. Yeah, they're they're like, whoa, yeah, that is incredible, Dave. You know, yeah. congratulations, like in awe, and, and awe struck, and make you feel me. good. Yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: there was another class of people nearly as big, yeah. and it was it was surprising. It was a really a a, um, a lesson in uh, human character. Mm. <laughs> There's a certain demographic. And I could never predict who, which camp they would be in. Yeah. But this other demographic was, I tell them, I was nominated for Academy Award. They could not accept it. They would say, Well, is this like, like, separate from the Academy Awards? Like, you do? I'm like, No, I was at the Academy Awards. It's like the Academy Award. Yeah. And they, they, oh, you mean like it's like a special thing? Like, no, it's the, and once they. I convinced them yeah. that it's just like the Academy Awards. Short documentary was there at yeah. the best picture. Um, I could see the look in their eyes that instead of increasing my stature,
2: yeah.
1: I I reduced the stature of the Academy Awards. Really? Yeah, they just could not accept that a guy they, like they just, me...
0: They just thought, like, yeah, you're bullshitting. It's a, not it's just a,
1: bullshitting, but... Once they, they, they said they the Academy Award really did give me a nomination, gave it to Dave McGowan. They're, They're like, like,
0: Wow, I guess anyone could be nominated for an Oscar. <laughs>
1: <yeah."> <laughs> it was like, Well I'm not the Academy Awards aren't that hot any in their minds anymore yeah. because cause I got it. Yeah, yeah, the nomination.
0: But yeah, I think I think the market was a little less saturated then maybe with submissions. No, 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 it's always every year, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean that's incredible, though that you got in, and it's it a wonderful is, film. I do truly mean that. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about myself, and
1: I got a lot of accolades, and and I, and I worked hard at it and stuff. Yeah. But the real, um, the real reason that that film, yeah, stands out is because those papermakers are just incredibly articulate people with an incredible story to tell.
0: Well, the greatest thing is they say like you know people want to make paper in New York they want to make it in L.A. or, you know, where else. But you can just make it here. And I believe it was Indiana. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like just in little old Indiana. We can. And, and it's incredible how they make it. You yeah. know, it's like it's like a labor of love. And it turns something as as ubiquitous as paper into something that is a craft, Right. you know.
1: Well, the mark of the maker, you yeah. know,
0: it's got the yeah. mark of the maker in it. Anytime that you do
1: something and that's the same with that film is that when the film is done, people look at it, and they can see that it's about these paper makers. But there's also a lot of Dave McGowan in that, because I made the film, and there are certain things that I would focus on. If you made the film, it would be
0: Different. A Mike Crowley thing, yeah. Yeah, I'd be that's... like, get in a fight or something. <laughs> hey,
1: lady, can you wear a bikini while you're doing this? Okay, I'm not Michael Bay, <laughs>
0: all right? I'm Mike Crowley, not Michael Bay. <laughs> but, uh,
1: yeah, so um, so they, I mean, that's, that's really the reason that
0: yeah. that film got noticed was because of them. Yeah. So uh, what have you been up to since 92? I know you have, I don't know if we could talk about your, your big project, I, I, I don't know, if legally.
1: I could no, we don't have to go into that, but I, yeah. I, I do think that what happened to me yeah. was a really good kind of, not lesson, but it's like a cultural thing, is yeah. that, so I come out of the 16 millimeter filmmaking world, yeah. it's capped in 1992 with an yeah. Oscar nomination immediately after that, the film industry, 60 mil or 35 millimeter film, yeah. that collapsed.. Yeah. And all of the clients I had in Chicago, you know I had business films, I had educational yeah. uh, encyclopedia Britannica. I had a lot of clients not only did it collapse, they, they completely disappeared. Wow. And, and even if I wanted to continue making films, it was nearly impossible because yeah. like the mix house, the audio house where you do the mix, yeah, they they were gone. The labs, it, they were gone. Yeah. There were like eight labs in Chicago in the early 80s. After the Academy Awards, there was two and then- Right after
0: 92, it started to become yeah, digital? It,
1: it, yeah, everything started to collapse. Like 93, 94, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And by 99, yeah, everything was gone and- uh, like I said, I wasn't I came up as a journeyman. I wanted yeah. to learn the craft of filmmaking and I yeah. I learned the craft of filmmaking. Well that craft was now gone. There was yeah. no reason for it unless you're Amish, you know or you you're, <laughs> you're like you yeah. like to, you know, make your own butter. There was no yeah. way that that was ever coming back. Yeah. And when I finally realized it, I had to sell everything. Yeah everything and reinvest in a digital camera a computer which yeah. was totally outside of my yeah. experience I, I had no ideas about computers and uh, and and then learn how the digital stuff and uh, yeah. but but when but what that freed me up for was that in film, I had business clients, I was making business films, I was making educational films, yeah. I was making industrial films. Once that all collapsed and disappeared, yeah. I, was, I could start all over again. Mm-hmm. And what I decided to start over again in is the thing that's driven me on my whole life is yeah. conservation and the environment. Mm-hmm. And so that trauma <laughs> of losing everything and having to start something brand new gave me the freedom to do the thing that I, I, sh- I wanted to do my whole life. Mm. Yeah. So, so in some ways, it, it worked out.
0: Yeah, well, the, the thing that really shows that you have a lot of drive and character is that you didn't let it defeat you. You persevered, and you continued to work. And, and you found a, a, a voice with it. You know how you do that? You know why? Mm.
1: Because I burned every bridge behind me. Really? Yeah, that's the trick in this business. In anything that you want to do, that you really want to do. Like, parents always say, oh well, you gotta have this to fall back on. You know, take some accounting classes to fall. No. Mm. The real trick is to burn every bridge behind you so you can't retreat. So
0: like which, which which in terms of burning you mean like old clients or do you mean like
1: like there's nothing or? else I knew how to do.
0: Yeah. There's nothing else I knew
1: how to do. If yeah. I didn't learn computers I I I'd be a bag boy. Yeah. I, you know, nothing wrong with that, but you know, yeah <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah you know, the things that I that were in
0: my past were gone, you know. Yeah. I, I mean that's kinda how I feel. It's like it's like if you want to do something, well, like why don't you work in corporate, my parents say. I'm like, I wouldn't know what the fuck to do with that ever. You know? And now we have so many people who wanna be artists who wanna be filmmakers and you know, it's it's a market that I think is beneficial that film is so accessible. I also think it's oversaturated and yeah. it it's kind of it's kinda of like there there's a yin and a yang to it. And there are some people who have incredible work ethic who have absolutely no talent who make it, and then there are people who have work ethic and talent who never make it, and then there are people who do make it, and it's really just about
1: luck. The thing is, though, I mean, well, we we um, we debase the uh, the yahoos. However, yeah, we should keep in mind that just.
0: They work hard.
1: the 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 art of filmmaking today, there are just some incredible movies that are coming out. Oh God, yeah! And and it's beyond. 2019 was. It's beyond the CGI stuff or whatever. It's just.
0: No, I know what you mean. Like in terms of, yeah, uh, there's uh, so many more voices now that can be heard. That's true. That they say things that we never could even remotely think of. Last year. it was one of the best film years I've seen in film in my life like I couldn't figure out what's a classic last year. That's how good it was and this this year with the Oscars, it's no slim pickings i mean i'll i I don't think Little Woman or Ford versus Ferrari should be within a hundred miles of the Oscars uh but that's another story but you saw Little Women, yeah,
1: that wasn't any good huh.
0: I mean, I'm not. Kind of a snooze. I'm not. I'm not the target audience for it, but I wasn't familiar with the material, and I just felt like the movie was all over the place because it's a whole lot of continuity. Oh. And they have actresses who are like in their 20s trying to play people who are in their 30s, yeah. but then earlier on they're playing themselves in their 60s. And I don't know what the fuck <sighs> was going on the whole movie, you know? So, and I liked Greta Gerwig. I really liked Lady Bird a lot, but this one just didn't work. And Ford versus Ferrari is. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Is it best picture? No. But, of course, that's a whole marketing thing. When you get in the best picture category, that's about really who you know, Mm -hmm. more or less, than how good your film is. Like, yes, how good your film is is certainly a factor in it. But films like Nightingale, films like Loose, films like The Farewell, they're not going to be recognized because they don't have as much pull to them, you know, in terms of connections. One really yeah. cool thing for me
1: yeah. is that um, the Academy yeah. called about five years ago. Really? And uh, they uh, paid for it all mm-hmm. to uh, ship all the elements of my film, of yeah. the Mark of the Maker. Yeah. To be stored at the academy in, you know, archival yeah. condition. That really, that was cool to me. That yeah. that that means more than like saying, oh, I'm nominated. That they took my the film and they're putting it in a place where I don't have to worry about it. You mm. know, like after I'm gone and whatever. That yeah. it's going to be now part of film history. Yeah. that is. It's going to live on. Cool.
0: Yeah. you know. Maybe beyond beyond human existence. Well, (laughs) I I don't
1: know about that, but like, you know, 50, 100 years from now, you know, long after I'm gone, some historian or archivist or whatever may come and look at that film as an indicator
0: of what was going on in the the late 20th century. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing thinking about 1992. How does it feel that long ago? Yeah,
1: it sure does. It feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was God, 92. I was a, I was a kid, you know, like a little kid. And life goes by. But I think what I I don't really have anything else to say (laughs) other than thank you for coming on. I wanted to talk about this for so many years. And uh, (laughs) you're you're infatuated with my sound recorder, as I can see. It was blinking oh uh, okay
2: oh well, that's my okay. voice i see
0: yeah <laughs> no it's not the battery the battery's fine uh but no thank you dave so thanks much uh, mike that was a lot of fun coming on and I, we'd love to have you here while you're still in chicago yeah uh i can't talk about why i'm saying this specifically yet um but uh no thank you so much that it's an incredible story and if you want to see Mark of the Maker, we will. I will provide a link to the film. I found it on YouTube yesterday after extensively searching, and uh, we will also. I think I'll provide a little link to when your category was nominated, and we Thanks. can pull up your traumatic memory. <laughs> <laughs> for everyone, <laughs> every but no, I'd love to have you back on to talk about classic films. Cool you know, that. Uh, maybe most people don't know about yeah let's do it yeah but thanks so much Dave Uh, thank you again Galway Bay for having us at 500 West Diversity Parkway come here grab a drink I don't know how to fucking plug this they need to write an ad for me Uh, (laughs) but seriously it's like my favorite fucking bar in Chicago Um, so thank you guys so much this has been you'll probably agree And uh, I'll see. I'll probably give my thoughts on the Oscars. Or maybe I'll be done with the Oscars. And Dave's ready to go. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye.